You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to The Blackout. Of course, we always come to you from bellyupsports.com. He is Alan Denton. I am Thomas Black, and we are here with you to recap what went down in the regular season with the best college football pick and pod in the land. Alan, how are you? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, tis the season, and uh, it's lots and lots of fun bowl games ahead of us. It's going to be great. Really, Alan and I are here in an afternoon on a Friday, closing out the week before bowl season with the intent to lay out our picks, ATS locks, confidence value plays, everything for about half of bowl season. We're going to get to that very shortly, but we're going to recap what went down during our regular season because we've got some things to address. We have to congratulate some winners right off the bat. Alan, in our Against the Spread contest on CBS Sports, our winner was Will. He walks away with a $100 Visa gift card and a blackout t-shirt. Our second place finisher was Alex. He walks away with a $25 Visa gift card and a blackout t-shirt. And Derek came away in third place with a blackout t-shirt. So these guys were extremely competitive all season. The tiebreakers did come into effect. And where I was in a position to potentially jump into the top three, these guys just held me off as we all kind of finished with that five and five, six and four mark. And my five and five wasn't enough to put me up into the top three, but a tremendous season by Will, Alex, and Derek. Just unreal, the quality that they put together over the course of the full season. And here's the cool thing about Will. Will did this from Central Asia. <laughs> and uh, so he would be texting me in the like the middle of his night for a 3.30 game and uh, just took care of business. And from across the globe, my hat's off to you, buddy. Definitely. Will has been a tremendous support of uh, the podcast, listening to it regularly. I've been in touch with him a little bit, making sure that we can get his prizes to him the correct way, because he is in a unique position of not being in the United States. So really thankful for his support and the way that he has interacted with the podcast over the last couple of years. But Alan, to recap a little bit of what we did against the spread Specifically last season, you ended on a hot note. You went seven and three in your picks. You went two and zero oh in your ATS locks last week. That finishes you up at sixty-four and seventy-four on the season in fourteenth place. So it's not exactly where you wanted to be. I know you were under five hundred, but you did end up on a hot week and you ended up at a more respectable position on the leaderboard as well. So how are you feeling coming off of the championship week a week ago? 
I knew what I was doing championship week. And honestly, and we'll get to this in a minute, I would have been better had I just left one of the games alone. If I would have left that Tulane game alone, I would have finished a pick better. But still, I felt like I, I kind of caught a little bit of a rhythm closer to the end. Now, you may have flipped the pick, and you gave your announcement on Twitter why you're doing so, but I'm still crediting you for the win with that one because you locked it up. You know, you told people on Twitter that you were going aggressively against what you said in order to flip the board a little bit, and I understand that. So I'm not going to take that away from you, basically, since you admitted yourself that uh, it wasn't exactly what you believed was going to happen in the game. Exactly. It was really, just especially on the confidence end, it was very much about a Hail Mary to try to get back into that top five. But again, what I thought was going to happen very much did end up happening. Now, for my slate, I had a more modest five and five week, as I just said a moment ago. However, I did go two and oh in my ATS locks as well. That brings me cumulatively across the entire season, 71 and 67 in fourth place in our contest. Like I said, just a hair shy of landing in the top three. Alan, the really big thing to me is we went 4-0 and in championship week in our ATS locks. That is the first time all season it happened. I thought we'd have it happen multiple times as we went throughout the year, but we were really on top of our game with our picks against the spread going into championship week. And it means that if you ended up on the right side of the lock block that Alan and I had earlier this season and you went with all of our other ATS locks, you throw out some losses because of some lock party losses, then you wouldn't have ended up 26 and 25 on the season. So Alan, we talked about it a lot. We were hoping to hit at a 50% mark, maybe even a little bit better. And that turns out that we gave people an edge to land themselves at potentially a top six type of baseline for their contest throughout the season. So if people stuck with us and they stuck with our picks, it really benefited them as they could have potentially set themselves up to land inside the top 10, getting themselves into contention for those top three spots. 100%. It's nice when we're giving out quality stuff here. Most definitely. And quality stuff was given out over on the confidence pick as well. Our winner over there was Jorge. He defended the top spot as he should have. Kristen, my wife, ended up in second place, and Chris ended up in third place. Some interesting things go on there. We're going to tell you how these prizes work out as we go, because Jorge, we documented last week, had already won our bowl season contest a year ago in the confidence pick'em. So he already has, to his name, a blackout t-shirt. So I gave him the option on his prize-claiming sheet to collect either the $100 Visa gift card and a blackout t-shirt, or just a $125 Visa gift card. So he opted for the $125. Congrats to him. Now, Kristen, my wife, won. And because we are supplying prizes for everybody in the contest, we are trying to work our way to getting a lot of supporters and have these prizes grow really, really huge over time. So we distributed those prizes to our Patreon team. That means that all those team members, Bruce, Joshua, and Regina, each got the opportunity to walk away with a $15 Visa gift card. Think about that. You know, they support the podcast throughout the year. It means we give a little kickback to them, kind of funding some of their subscription fees as they go throughout the year, if you want to look at it that way, or handing them a little bit of a prize, if you want to think about it that way. And of course, Chris walked away with a blackout t-shirt as well. So Alan, a really great job by this group at the top. We even had Joshua in the confidence pick them, our supporter, a team captain, nearly climb all the way up into the top three over the last couple of weeks. He went charging up the leaderboard. He just didn't have quite enough room there in championship week to make the right type of move to get up to the top. 
Absolutely. I mean, just a, a heck of a finish. I mean, all those folks that were up in the top three or four were in like above the 97, 96 percentile, which means they're in the top like essentially 5,000, 3,000 in the entire world, which is just amazing. It takes a great year to be at the top of our leaderboard. It definitely does. I know you and I have both been up in that range a couple of times before. It's just when you are particularly in groups as big as we have right now, when we're having 50 and 60 and 70 people competing with each other, sometimes it necessitates that you're a little bit more aggressive. And if one of those aggressive plays does not go your way at some point in the season when you play it, then it sets you a little bit farther behind and it it increases the regularity with how you have to play those aggressive plays. So to me, that's kind of how I feel with this thing. I think we're still in a really good spot with how we set up our picking boards and everything. It's just there's some nuances with this thing, especially when you're not competing with a low number of people like 15 or 12 or something like that, that it really does create a huge emphasis on making plays the exact right way to be able to gain on people to be able to move up the leaderboard. Yeah, 100%. Alan, walking away in the confidence pick you ended up with 502 points and in a tie for eighth up in the top 15. You were 17 points off the lead. I ended up with 485 points myself and a tie for 13th just outside the top 10, 34 points off the lead. So how are you feeling after wrapping up both the ATS Pick'em and the Confidence Pick'em on ESPN.com? Jumped into the top 10. If I would have kept the two-lane thing right, I think I would have been seventh, something along those lines, and uh, about 12 points back. But, you know, otherwise, a good year. You just got to be there at the end. It's been maybe the hardest set of picks week in and week out that I've ever done. So kudos to the people that were at the top. We talked about it a lot this season because ESPN did some things that we haven't seen them do before. They took out some of your power programs across the country when they were 14 and 17 point favorites, sometimes even 20 plus point favorites. Those games were not on our board on a regular basis. We did not see any of those. So lots of times we had a bunch of single digit spreads. Sometimes we saw one or two that were creeping up to 10, 11, 12 points, but we just did not have a lot of sizable favorites unless the week necessitated it, right? Because Mm -hmm. occasionally you've got a week with a really light slate with a lot of bad matchups or a lot of teams being off. And so sometimes we would see one of those kind of matchups with a 14 or 17 point favorite, but it really was much less frequent than we've seen in the past. And it really did make for an exciting contest this year. Very much so. All right, Alan and I, of course, we are here today, a week before bowl season begins We are here primarily to record our Pick'em episodes. So those are coming up next. And Alan, what we are doing as a change going forward into bowl season is we are, instead of splitting our Pick'em pods between our confidence picks and our ATS locks, we're going to be giving away a couple of free ATS lock episodes for all the bowl games coming up. And then we're also going to give away a couple of confidence value pick episodes for all the bowl games coming up to Patreon team members. That's walk on level or higher on Patreon. So we're going to discuss all the bowl games on both sides, but we're going to reserve those confidence value picks for those team members. So if you want to jump on board with that, you can jump on our team with a $2.50 contribution or higher over on Patreon. We'd love to have the support because not only will you get access to those picks, but we're also going to use that money to fuel prizes going forward. So next year, we're already projecting to have 
Uh, I don't know. I think it's like a 25% increase on prizes going forward. That's because of the investment that we're seeing from our team members right now. So if we were to see a couple more people jump on board, we're going to see that thing really start to shoot up. So that's what we're targeting moving forward. Alan, I know you're looking forward to it, but next we are going to dive into an ATS locks pick and pod for about half the bowl games coming up, starting with Friday, the 16th. We'll love to have you back. Alan, anything else you want to cover before we get out of here? Congrats to the winners, and uh, let's dive into the good stuff. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.